0: Crypto Watch is presented by TheConstantInvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch.
1: Greg Demopoulos here with this week's interview for the Constant Investor. And today it's with James Newen, the co-founder and managing partner of Anti-Hero Capital, who have launched a wholesale investment fund dedicated entirely to cryptocurrencies. But here's the kicker, they're using the help of evolutionary science and ant colonies to help make some of the decisions. Here's James Newen to explain more. James, you're one of the co-founders of the Antihero Capital Fund. Can you run me through firstly what it is and where the inspiration for it came from?
0: Absolutely, Greg. So we're one of Australia's first investment funds that focus exclusively on investing in cryptocurrencies. Um, So we invest in the actual tokens themselves rather than companies uh, that are involved in blockchain technology or cryptocurrencies in general we're actually investing in the tokens and the reason for that Greg is we want to afford our investors a greater level of liquidity because if you're just investing from an equity standpoint in in companies uh, similar to a venture style approach what you generally have to wait for in order to realize your returns is number one you have to wait for your underlying currency to appreciate Number two, you have to wait for um, the team building the product to effectively execute. But generally speaking, if you invest in a seed or series round, you're going to have to wait for a liquidity event for your investors to realize their returns. So at Antihero Capital, for us to focus exclusively on investing in cryptocurrency tokens, we're affording a greater level of liquidity for our investors. So that's a that's a high level overview of, I guess, um, our, our approach to investing uh, in the space. In terms, of the, uh, in terms of the backstory, in terms of the inspiration, what we were finding, myself and my co-founder, Matt Snowden, was that over the last 12 to 18 months, there's been a lot of enthusiasm for the cryptocurrency asset class and uh, a lot of speculation about it potentially developing into its own asset class. Um, but what we were seeing was there was a pretty significant disconnect. So a lot of investors, whether it was retail investors or wholesale investors, um, and I should also caveat with uh, our fund is... Is um, dedicated to only wholesale investors, um, but we were seeing a lot of interest to get involved or get exposure to the asset class. But we were seeing um, a, a pretty big knowledge gap, so a lot of people who are Making money off of uh, cryptocurrencies weren't necessarily understanding exactly what they were investing in and and for us um, That was the disconnect that we wanted to bridge with anti-hero capital So a lot of people whether they're investing just in Bitcoin or just in Ethereum or they're investing in all these other altcoins that are coming out as well they were making um, decent returns in the bull market that we saw over the last 12 months, but if you were to ask them specifically around what they are investing in, or, or more so why they were investing in these tokens or investing in these projects, they wouldn't necessarily be able to articulate it to the level of um, the level of depth that would uh, demonstrate that they would have a deep understanding of of the space. And and for us, given our fund focuses on a, a long term thesis, so we have um, we have the opinion that blockchain will be around not just for the next. 12 months, not just for the next 24 months, but for the next five, 10 years. We want to really focus on investing in the sorts of tokens that are going to be around for the long term. And so when investors don't necessarily have that knowledge of um, what makes a good token or uh, the characteristics or prerequisites for for longevity or sustainability in this in this industry. Well, we, we thought that was a really uh, a really key opportunity for us to start a fund um, exclusively dedicated around investing in cryptocurrencies through that lens.
1: Now, you mentioned the fund is a wholesale-only fund. What's the minimum investment there, though?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Greg. So, the minimum investment is 150000 Australian dollars.
1: And in terms of fees, what are they?
0: Yep. So, it's uh, the uh, 2 and 20, so a 2% management fee and a 20% um, performance fee.
1: And are you able to enlighten us on uh, some of the investment decisions you've made in terms of which cryptocurrencies you currently hold or maybe some of the, the top three that you hold in the fund?
0: Yeah, sure, Greg. We, pro- we probably wouldn't uh, disclose the specifics around uh, the actual tokens that we hold. Um, but we, 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 I can tell you in terms of the trends that we're really excited by. Um, so the, the sorts of trends that we're excited by in, in 2018 um, – would be decentralized exchanges we think there's going to be a really strong appetite and a really um, strong opportunity for growth in this sector Um, the main reason for that is there's a bit of irony around the idea that in decentralized world with blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies that uh, a lot of these exchanges where whether it's retail investors wholesale investors or even institutions they're investing through uh, centralized exchanges right so we still have to trust in in one party to um, hold our assets we still have to trust in one party to um, price uh, the tokens effectively as well so there is a bit of irony there um that the exchanges in cryptocurrency are, are centralized. So we, we think there's going to be um, a lot of appetite and a lot of growth potential in the movement towards decentralized exchanges. Um, but the other trend that we're really excited about um, in terms of our um, our fund and, and what we're looking to invest in as well is stablecoin. So we obviously hear a lot of uh, discussion around the volatility, I guess, in, in cryptocurrencies. And we, we we get a lot of noise about uh, um the, the, the daily fluctuations but the reason why there's going to be uh, essentially a need for stable coins is that once we we start to mature and there's a lot of trading coming into the space and there's a lot more investors coming into the space well people are going to want to mitigate their risk to essentially exchange risk so if they're going to want to trade altcoins if they want to going to um, trade in and out of positions they're not necessarily going to want to expose themselves or open them up to to exchange risk and and whether it's a, a base currency like Bitcoin or Ethereum, fluctuating in, in, in the hour that they're in and out of a position. So we think there's going to be a, a really strong demand for stable coins. So stablecoins and decentralized exchanges are, are two trends um, or, or, or two, uh, I guess, verticals within cryptocurrencies that we're really bullish on.
1: Now, I believe you use a form of evolutionary science to help select which cryptocurrencies you believe are going to boom and which aren't. Can you run me through that whole process?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Greg. So, um, a really interesting thing that we do at Antihero Capital is we draw the parallels between what we've seen in uh, nature, um, decentralized networks, decentralized systems in nature over hundreds of millions of years, um, and the characteristics that uh, that are playing out in in the most successful cryptocurrencies right now. And the reason these parallels exist is in in networks like honeybees, in networks like ant colonies, in networks like Um, forests, uh, trees in forests, um, what we're actually seeing playing out is a number of different power laws. So these power laws are are leading indicators of um, uh, meritorious networks um, and and a decentralized system. right? So obviously in cryptocurrencies, we see very similar characteristics, whether they're purported or whether they're actually demonstrated in successful uh, networks and successful protocols so far. We're starting to see these play out in um, the ones that are developing network effects. So how we go about identifying the sorts of tokens that we want to invest in is we want to look for uh, the cryptocurrencies that show these characteristics because they essentially they flag and they indicate um, and they foreshadow a really, really strong um, proclivity to develop these, these network effects. And what you see play out. In these, uh, in these evolutionary systems are uh, power laws such as self-governance um, protocols. You see things like um, transparent information. You see things like aligned incentives, proportionate rewards. All these sorts of characteristics are, are ultimately what we're, we're trying to move a decentralized world towards. So how we go about looking specifically at what tokens to invest in is we 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 want to evaluate um the characteristics of each of these individual cryptocurrencies and they could be um at early stages at pre-ico they could be um once they've already uh released and they have some sort of traction or they could be what we would consider large caps in your top five your top 10 um, by market capitalization Um, so we look across the board in terms of evaluating these cryptocurrencies but within that we want to see um we want to see signs that um, the governance protocol um, sh- shows uh, shows proportionate value uh, rewards to different agents within the cryptocurrency. We want to see um, transparent information. We want to see um, decentralisation across the board. These are the sorts of things that we look for, and we take a very qualitative lens in terms of uh, specifically evaluating them. But we also couple that with a, with a quantitative approach as well. We use proprietary algorithms to track specific data points to tell us whether the the amount of developers on a certain protocol um, is increasing, the number of transactions that are actually happening on on on-chain and off-chain as well. We want to look at these sorts of characteristics and we want to match them up with what we know about evolutionary science, what we know about these decentralized networks in nature. And we essentially want to reach um, what we call either a fitness function or confidence level um, that we think that parallels are playing out to to a sufficient level that we're going to see network effects developing in that cryptocurrency.
1: Now, excuse my skepticism, but I just find it hard to believe how Using an ant colony can help you pick the next best cryptocurrency or the one that's going to boom. To me, it just sounds like the octopus that's going to pick who's going to win the FIFA World Cup. Can you just yeah, explain sure. that a little more for me?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, Greg. No, I, I can appreciate. I appreciate that. Um, so the the specifics around what excites us about evolutionary science, and there's a couple of facets to that. Number one is that we we've seen these. We've seen these characteristics play out in terms of decentralization for hundreds of millions of years, right? And and that's important to note because for everybody coming into this space and, and thinking decentralization is the flavor of the month or thinking decentralization is in and of itself um, something that is fundamentally novel, is, is not true. These characteristics have existed um, way before humans and way before um, social structures have already existed right so in terms of us going about um giving us a level of confidence that these sorts of tokens are going to to be whether it's advantageous to the specific problem that they're trying to solve or whether they're going to show the sorts of characteristics that are going to uh suggest longevity and sustainability that's very important because these characteristics have already been validated right so so that's the first thing the second thing is in in terms of whether the parallels of nature um uh, are self-evident, um, and whether they really are, um, whether they really are um, pertinent to uh, identifying the right cryptocurrency to invest in. Now, when you look at ant colonies, when you look at honeybees, when you look at trees um, in, in forest structures as well, the main thing to note here is that fundamentally they're decentralized. Right? There is no, there is no one hero. There's no um, he, there's no one hero, there's no one centralized authority in these colonies, right? Contrary to popular belief, um, queen bees or queen ants, they in and of themselves are not rulers. They What they do is they set out protocols. And the reason why that is so effective and why that's so important is because it moves away from an autocratic um, hierarchy. It moves more towards a meritocracy. And that's actually what you see with cryptocurrencies playing out. And the reason that's very important is because what we're going to find with decentralized networks is a fundamental inclination to adaptability, right? So that's why self-governance is so important. That's why um, transparent information is so important. That's why proportionate rewards to, to independent um, agents within a network is so important. Because once we move away from a centralized authority, once we move away from what ultimately our thesis at Anti-Hero Capital is, once we move away from the locus of control of a single hero, um, what you're going to start to find is that these networks are going to have to adapt to permanently transient environments, right? So that's how evolution ultimately works. That's, that's what Darwinism is. It's, it's all around adaptability. And the ability to adapt is all around sampling information from the actual environment and being able to convey that information back to a network, back to a colony, um, and being able to make appropriate decisions to iterate uh, iterate directions and iterate um, features as well. And so that's actually what we're going to find with cryptocurrencies. So the sorts of characteristics and qualities that we actually look for in cryptocurrencies is their ability to innovate, right? Because what we're finding right now is we're in a very embryonic stage of the entire ecosystem. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. and In a similar way to many people likening it to early stage startups, a lot of these cryptocurrencies are going to face um, challenges, whether they are technical challenges in terms of scalability and congestion on actual blockchains, or whether they're going to be um, more uh, qualitative challenges in terms of PR and marketing. There's going to be challenges for these cryptocurrencies as they continue to evolve. And my choice of words there is very particular, right? As these cryptocurrencies continue to evolve, because these are the parallels we're ultimately seeing. And for these cryptocurrencies to evolve, what they're going to have to overcome is um, is in internal governance. They're going to have to overcome um, in innovators' dilemma. They're going to have to overcome um, uh, fee, uh, improvements to their actual feature sets. Improvements to the actual characteristics of um, their product as well. And for them to do that very effectively and very efficiently, they're going to have to reach a level of consensus, um, that isn't diluted, that isn't marred by emotional biases, that is not marred by, um, subjectivity. And that's a very important characteristic that we see in nature. So if you look to honeybees, if you look to ants, what you actually see is because they lack prefrontal cortexes, meaning that they actually individually they are not as intelligent as humans but collectively they have what is called swarm intelligence that's very pertinent right so the ability to overcome these challenges or innovators dilemma can be influenced in a negative way by our humans um, in individual intelligence right because we have emotion uh emotional biases um, and cognitive biases as well that sometimes stands in the way of us reaching what we call at Antihero Capital a true state. So a true state is essentially a point of truth. Um, it's a point of truth where uh, where it's essentially facts, and it reaches a state where you you know what you're looking at um, is, is truth and is not is not marred by um, biases or or diluted by anything in that regard. And that's very important to approach um, any innovator's dilemma because it allows you to get to iterate faster and, and move more quickly um to the next true state which is the next point um next point of value creation
1: so just lastly in terms of the fund is it a robo advised fund or is there someone an actual human making these decisions
0: yeah so in terms of the algorithms that we use greg these algorithms are used to track data points but we ourselves um, as the fund managers will be making the, the final execution of, of trades so um, it won't be algorithm driven in terms of the actual execution of trades.
1: And finally, do you have any closing thoughts on
0: cryptocurrencies? For, for us at antiher capital we We just really want to champion the, the mission of what cryptocurrencies ultimately are all about right so I, I think, a lot of people can get seduced into to this industry for the sorts of returns that can be made. <clears throat> a lot of people can get attracted to, um, to, uh, I, I guess, the, the, the birth of a new asset class. But at the end of the day, what we're finding with cryptocurrencies and ultimately what drew us to this industry in the first place is a real commitment for one, um, fundamental disruption, right, from legacy systems that have existed for hundreds of years. Um, and two is the mantra to perpetually upskill and perpetually learn. I think radical humility is very important in this space. And whether you're an investor, whether you're a fund manager, whether you're a, a passive observer or, or just a curious learner, I think the mentality to approach cryptocurrencies with um, and the one that we feel is going to yield the best results is to, to radically question positions all the time. Um, and similar to like we've discussed today, Greg, try to take a, a a multimodal approach um, and uh, look at it through the lens of different mental models um, to try to understand what we're trying to build here. And that's an entirely new economy um, and that's an entire new asset class. And that's an entire new world um, built upon pillars that haven't, that have existed for hundreds of millions of years, but haven't been recognized in the same way over the last centuries of, uh, of the legacy system that we're most used to. Thanks
1: so much for taking the time to speak with me today, James. Much appreciated.
0: Absolutely, Greg. Appreciate it.
1: That was James Newen, the co founder and managing partner of Anti Hero Capital.